Welcome back to the show, everybody. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, do we have a treat for you today. You know how some people say, someday, right? I'll start a business or six. I'll outsource my life to a rock star team of virtual assistants. I'll sell my house and travel the world. I'll sail down the coast of Mexico. I'll hike the Pacific Trail, right? The Pacific Crest Trail. I'll navigate whitewater rapids with an Olympian whitewater medalist. I'll ride a horse through Canada's 200 miles Jasper National Park. Uh, oh, the dream of living life out loud. Well, all that and more is just another day at the office for a guest today. And as a side note, she also happens to be an award-winning international public speaker, best-selling author, and audiobook producer. She's the creator of Speakers, Playhouse, and Entrepreneur Rocket Fuel, two amazing communities for speakers and entrepreneurs ready to stop being overlooked and start playing a bigger game. Her specialty is turning dreams into reality. So if you want to stop dreaming and start connecting right here in the real world, I suggest you listen closely what she has to say. Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for Kimberly, the JV Master Connector Crow. Well, hello, Sly. Super excited to be here. <laughs> yeah. Feeling good? I am. I love it. Thank you so much for such a warm introduction. Super glad to be here with your folks today. Beautiful. Uh, it was the first time I, I actually did the special effects and they looped on me. So sorry about that. I missed your first sentence. We were, people were just clapping and clapping and clapping. The crowd goes wild. I like it. <laughs> All right. Thank you for being here. This is really appreciated. I know you're busy and a world traveler and the whole thing. The gist of the show, here's what it is. We're helping a guy named John. John is not an idiot and he's not shy. He's already successful. The thing is, so he's kind of the man. He's, he's got it in his home turf at the office on the field. But for some reason, when he goes out on stage or is interviewed on even like local news, loses it, starts sweating and delivers shitty speeches. Mm, yeah. So in your professional, honest, and you know, world touring experience and <laughs> advice. Why do most speeches suck so bad? Great question, Sly. Um, I love it. And you're you're right. There are so many entrepreneurs out there who are ready to get their message out to the world, but either they're terrified of public speaking or when they do speak, their their offers don't convert. And everybody's like, wow, they were interesting and all, but that's the end of that, right? Um, and I've seen it over and over again. I've myself given over 5,000 talks. My best talk, I always tell people, is my next one because it's just an opportunity to get better and, and learn more along the way. Um, but in my estimation, there have in my experience with helping people do better and suck less on stage, um, we usually run into two problems. Um, we have the introverts who are terrified to get on stage in the first place. And then we have the extroverts who will grab the mic, but then when they get up on that stage, they really don't have a point. They don't, you know, they don't have a way for the audience to move forward with them because they just are in love with their own voice. Now I'll raise my hand on a hip as a hypocrite on that one because I fall into the extrovert category and I made that mistake many times. When people would hand me a mic, I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I will grab a mic if somebody hands it to me. Absolutely. But when I got on stage, there was no point. And the the fears associated with both of them allow people to end up in the suck category, right? No matter if you're an extrovert or an introvert, you can end up in that suck category. So 
let's talk about how to solve that problem, shall we? <laughs> yeah, let's do that. But just let, yeah, we'll, we'll do that, but just back it up. 5,000 presentations? Yeah, I've given over 5,000 talks. My Lord. So <laughs> you, you did you start as an extrovert? Because I couldn't even speak. I, 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 was, I couldn't even speak. Now I can, did you start sucking? So or did you, were you already good, kind of good at it? Okay, so I, I mean, we all started sucking, I've got to say. Like, I don't know anybody who came out of, like, I came out of the womb already to share my opinion. I didn't need any encouragement. The whole room knew what I thought of it when I started in this world. And so, yeah, I, I was never shy about sharing okay. my voice with the world. Um, there's a lot of family stories about that. And in fact, I joke that I was not actually born with an indoor voice. I only have an outdoor voice. That's the only voice I have. Um, but, and you know, with my family, they were more of the introverts and they wanted to know like where, like lower your voice, Kimberly, right. And share with us. We're right here. You can share with us what we need. We to can know. hear you. <laughs> we, we, we can hear you. Exactly. So, um, so one of the things that I, I noticed right away is that I would get on stage and people might say something really positive, encouraging, which is great. It's great for the extroverts. Um, and they'd say, you know, oh my gosh, she was funny. She was interesting. We loved her energy. Um, you know, she had that, like told great stories, but then at the end, nothing really happened. They didn't have anywhere to go. And so that is a, a natural problem for, uh, for anybody who gets on stage. But the introverts have a different problem. So let's start with the introverts and we can talk a little bit about that problem. Right. And once we get you on stage, then we can talk about the other problem. That you have. Yeah, because if you don't start, you're not even in the game. Bingo. Like you're not even in the game. You're so right. And I believe um, this is just something that I, I say a lot to entrepreneurs. I believe that if you are not being seen, you're being overlooked right? By definition, if you're not being heard, your message isn't getting out there. And if you're not clear on your message, then it won't have the impact that you want it to have before you leave this planet. Um, so get seen, get heard and stop being overlooked. But as an introvert, you might say to me, but Kimberly, it might be fine for you. You came out of the womb speaking. Um, you are, are, you know, comfortable on stage and you'll grab a mic when anybody hands one to you, but I'm nervous. Like I'm afraid to get on that that stage. I'm afraid to hand the mic, get, get the mic. And it makes me really, really nervous. And I know physically that is true, right? Because when you are nervous, when you have that fear of fate worse than death, as a matter of fact, they measured it and public yeah. speaking comes out higher. It always comes out. Yeah, exactly. Then actually death, right? So people would rather be in the basket than giving the eulogy. So funny enough, right? So um, it's it's one of those things, right? So and, and it's a physical thing going on in the body. Maybe their their stomach is doing flip flops. Maybe their breathing is constricted or faster. Maybe their throat feels like it's tightening up, and maybe their ears are ringing. Maybe their mind is scrambling, right? Let's and talk about the vision. The vision switches around. It's like you see yourself instead of looking out, and then it all gets blurry. And then you look at the microphone and you go like, oh. And then it goes out of focus, and then you go, oh, you're freaking out. Exactly. Right. And so these are all real live physical things that are happening in your body. Now you can't tell yourself that it's not true and just buck up your courage and make logic won't save you. Exactly. Logic won't save you. I love that you said that. I really love that you said that because it's true, but you can actually do a mindset shift because all of those feelings are also true when you're excited about something. 
So when you're excited, your stomach might be doing flip-flops. You might be breathing faster. Your throat might be tightening up. Your ears might be ringing and your mind might be scrambled and you might like, like have trouble with your vision, right? If you're really, really excited about something. So I suggest to my introvert friends that when you are saying, I am nervous to get on stage, that you change that language to, I am excited to get on stage because you will be feeling the same things. And if you change your mind about what that means, you can actually feel the feelings of excitement instead of the feelings of nerves. So that oftentimes will help my introvert folks get actually on the stage. Funny you talk about this. I call it, I teach my students, harnessing the most powerful drug in the world. Like Around 12 or 13 years old, I forget the time, two young boys next to my place. One of them was about to get run over by a lawnmower tractor by the other one. So at 12 or 13, not a muscular kid, I just ran to the, to the, the tractor, pulled the tractor with my left hand and pulled the kid with the right hand like this. Oh my God. And I swear to you, the actual feeling, the sensation of weight of the tractor was like a box of Kleenex. And the kid was like just pulling a Kleenex out of a box with like, no thought. No, you, so you hear stories of moms, you know, pulling cars to save their kids, but that's adrenaline. Yeah. It is the most powerful drug in the world. So all these symptoms we're describing can be ascribed to this pumping in your system. Yeah. You need to harness that and flow that like Kimberly harnesses white water, you know, right? Like what a, a stage four, like, like something, yeah. how do you call it? Yeah, we actually, um, we whitewater rafted with one on a stage four rapid. So that's a, I don't know what it is. So what's the stage four? Like how bad is it? Like what's the stage four? Six is the worst, right? And I, I, I it's unnavigable, I think they call it. Yeah, and six is five, death. Stage five six is, is like, death. Yeah, stage five is uh, is hospital. Five Olympics. is a hospital. hospital okay, hospital Olympics. But we were we were in good hands. We were with a whitewater champion who had won the Olympics for Costa Rica. Um, she was a medal winning champion and um, was was fantastic in our boat. And and we 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 were safe. It wasn't very long, but it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, but see, but th th there's there's power there. Power so and inside your blood, it, like it, it's it's coursing this type of whitewater raft. <laughs> You got to harness that and focus it. You know, what's interesting is actually with the rocks, um, when people are worried about hitting the rocks in white water, the, the water actually creates a pillow over the rock that oh. you actually ride through it. Um, so you could do the same thing. Like that microphone is like your rock, but if you create a pillow, you ride through it, it could be really powerful. Beautiful. So we go. So how about the extroverts now? What do we do with these guys? Now, extroverts, my uh, my problem is your problem, right? I uh, I would get on stage, people would be uh, like, oh my gosh, very interesting, fun, loved her speech, loved her talk, but they wouldn't know what to do. And the reason why is because extroverts get scattered. They don't have a direction and they don't, because they don't have a direction, neither does their audience, right? So they get up there, they're excited, they share, and then they get off and they're like, my job done. And nothing happens. Like the audience doesn't have any way to move forward with you, uh, to engage with you further. Like where do I swipe the credit card? There's no slot or, for the credit card. Or are you selling anything or what, what, like that was really interesting, right? And a lot of extroverts and introverts alike, 
will be afraid of what is known as the call to action, right? They don't want to sound salesy. So they don't want to share their, their offer or they, they say it really quickly, like, or they'll say something like, well, if you want, if, if you want my stuff, you can see my website and here it is like www.kimberly.com, whatever it is. Right? And then it's, it, then it's hard to spell and there's two hyphens in it. It's hard right? to find. Yeah. 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 And it's just a mess. So really the call to action is where all of the money is. But the thing is people get afraid of it because they are afraid that that is them taking up space of like, they're happy to share and get on and share their knowledge and contribute to the crowd. But then once they're done, they're afraid to do that call to action. So I have a methodology for that as well that can help people get past that. I think, you see, I have 80% John and 20% Joanna's. I think John and Joanna would love to hear that. Awesome. Okay, great. So what we need to do at that point is you need to, well, visualize. I'm going to do an exercise with you real quick. So for your folks in the audience, if you're not driving a car, close your eyes real quick. And imagine that you're reading this amazing book, right? And you're loving every delicious word of it. And you love the way the author develops the characters and the atmosphere and uh, develops the storyline and develops the gripping tension of it and, and unfolds it just so deliciously. And you turn to the last page and, and it resolves perfectly for you and you're so happy. And you're like, amazing. Now I'm gonna go to Amazon and buy everything this author has to sell, right? But you go to Amazon and there's nothing else there. This was a one hit wonder. There's no other book to buy. There's not even a book marked by. There's no website, there's no nothing. How do you feel? Now open your eyes. That is what you have done to your audience if you do not give them a proper call to action. A call to action is an opportunity for people who love you to take a natural next step with you. It is not necessarily a sleazy sales pitch, buy my stuff. If you make it that, it can be, but it can also just be a natural next step for people to take if they want to do that with you, right? What else can I buy from this author who's amazing? If you give them nothing, then they just feel flat and empty. So I want the extroverts of the world to get off the fence of being excited about sharing, 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 and start being excited about the opportunity to extend a relationship with people that want to extend it with them. And that is the shift that our extroverts need to make. That's the shift that I needed to make in a big way. And I realized once I was doing that, that now people wanted to jump on the wagon. They wanted to take the natural next step. They wanted to join the tribe. How can I get me some of that? Exactly, right? Yeah. So, and, and by not giving it to them, I was really leaving my audience feeling flat. So I have two things that you need to know before you get on any stage. All and right. it will help both the introverts and the extroverts. Number one, you wanna know before you leave this stage, how do you want your audience to feel? When you finish giving this talk, how do you want your audience to feel? Do you want them to feel excited? Do you want them to feel like elated? Do you want them to feel pissed off? Do you want them to feel aggravated? Do you want them to feel lacking? What do you want them to feel? How, how about sleepy? 
Sleepy would not, I, I don't know, maybe sleepy if you're selling something that's like a sleep aid. I don't know. <laughs> okay. So sleep, okay. Aside from sleepy. Could be energized. It could be hopeful. It could be positive. It could be incensed. It could be a variety of different feelings, but you need to know before you get on that stage, how do you want your audience to feel? And number two thing that you want to know before you get on any stage is what do you want your audience to do? What action step can they take next? So those are the two things. How do you want them to feel and what do you want them to do before you get on any stage? This slide with you, this conversation that we're having is actually a stage, right? You and I are talking to each other, but it's actually dedicated to a larger audience that's going to be listening to us. So what do I want them to feel and what do I want them to do afterwards was going through my head before we began. What are we going to have them be able to do as a natural next step? And how do I want them to feel about this topic that we're talking about? So for me, I want them to feel that John doesn't have to suck, right? That John, who's very smart, who has his yeah. act together, who has a message to give to the world, has the power to get on stage and not suck. That's what I want them to feel now. Because yeah, he's great at what he does. Exactly. Yeah. And I really do firmly believe, no joke, that I don't want the entrepreneurs of the world to die with the music inside them. I really believe that you need to get seen and heard. It gets so frustrated, Sly. You may have these folks in your group that say, you know, like, oh, I get all my business by referral. Well, if that's the case, you are only making an impact with the people that you can directly connect with or connect through one other person. And that's great. But your ripple effect out in the world is not going to be as large by doing that. If you can get on a stage and speak virtually to the entire nation of people that have internet access and internationally, that is a phenomenal opportunity for your message to get out in a much, much bigger way. I went back there to look for the book, Don't Die With Your Music Still In You. Yeah, it's probably my because I have three libraries. There's two here and one's in the other room. So it's, it's, I wanted to bring it for you. Yeah, very, very powerful message. And, and it's true, you know, that that we as entrepreneurs sometimes play small and we have all these really great excuses, you know, like, oh, I have plenty of I don't want any more business from, you know, I, I really like to choose my clients and so on and so forth. But imagine if you could give your message out to the world in a way like this, this is a virtual stage that's been created and we are impacting the lives of many other people, not just, it could be millions of people, Sly, we could be impacting the lives of millions of people from this podcast. We're working on millions with a B. <laughs> Way to think big. I yeah. apologize for thinking small on that. That's awesome. Millions with a B, Kimberly. Because okay, because B rhymes with Kimberly. Okay. I like it. That is the only way you can be if you're a true rock star like Sly. I've I gotta tell you, I've been on both sides of the introvert and extrovert spectrum. Mm -hmm. And it's better on the extrovert side. <laughs> okay. Now it's a sliding scale. So now I have for, almost forgotten. I have two shows coming up tomorrow and the next day with real people in real live rooms with real high volume guitar amplifiers cranked and this mic hooked to, you know, 10,000, 20,000, 40,000 volume speakers. I had forgotten the feeling of, because uh, I've been rehearsing at, at heavy volumes in here, 
I had forgotten the feeling of raw animalistic power of like, I don't want to show the finger, but it's, it, it's, it's rebelish in nature. Got it. And, and for the past year, people have been living on zoom calls. Oh yeah. Now, I've been below introvert, which was stutterer. Couldn't even speak. And I've experienced the spectrum. Now, once this pandemic thing is over and we get back on the stages, you will need to have some of that white water rafting, <laughs> mountain climbing, horseback riding, animalistic drive and power and torque, not in your words, but in your internal state and feeling. Mm, so like we have that. someone like Kimberly here standing on the stage. If someone could listen in, right? If you could take this like a doctor, right? And listen in, if you can plug into the feelings, how does that feel like from inside? Is it like hiding behind something? Is it like da-da-da? So the inside, because man, I even forgot about it. I've been, I've been on stage since the age of 12, and one year of shows made me forget the feeling of rawness. Oh, how yeah. bad it is compared to regular interaction, office talk, and Zoom things. Yeah, I mean, being able to be on stage in front of a large audience, whether it is virtual or in person, is very, very powerful. And we actually are creating some stages for speakers to be able to be on stage in New Great Orleans, ones. Indiana. Um, and, uh, and, and bringing Speakers Playhouse live and Entrepreneur Speaker Retreat live as well uh, to be able to invite folks to, to join us on a, a physical stage if you're ready to do that again. Now, not everybody is, um, and not everybody can travel to the U.S. right now, uh, but if that is something that um, you are able to do and be able to get that raw feeling of getting on a real live stage with a real live microphone in your hand in front of a real live audience that's sitting right there in front a of a real you. mic that feeds back that feedbacks if you don't if you point it to the right oh, exactly exactly i remember that feeling that's been it's been a long time since i've yeah. heard because in that way you can capture people there's a thing called the stage effect mm -hmm. And I believe there's no such thing as one too many. So yeah. I have a one-on-one -on -one relationship with Kimberly. Like the camera's here, but Kimberly's there just below for me here. And you have a one-on-one -on -one relationship with everyone you know. But it just so happens to be that when you're on stage, you have a one-on-one -on -one relationship with a thousand people at a time, but you got giant spotlights, elevation, and volume. Ooh, I like that. And multiply that by time to lay out and flesh out your ideas in a way where the people are seated pointing at you so they kind of have to look there what do you want more it's the best it's the best in the, i mean it's the if you want to grow your business yeah it's the best anywhere it's the best even if you don't want to grow your business that's the best yeah it? yeah sure, yeah sure, yeah but yeah but i mean i'm people are yeah okay okay people are listening to you on a zoom call they got seven tabs open they got their phones ringing they got the kids in the background if there's if you they're seated in a place physical place yep. with people on either side looking at you i mean you yep. can't beat that in terms of attention i know it's power 
powerful. And the opportunity to be able to give your message out um, now is a great time to practice so that you will be ready to get your message out when the time comes, right? And uh, speaker's playhouse. Absolutely. Absolutely. A great opportunity to be able to play and get some rehearsal time in and get some practice. Uh, because I, I remember when I gave my first webinar ever as a, as a new entrepreneur for a brand new business. And I didn't know what really webinars were. I'd been on stage multiple times before talking, teaching, uh, even acting, um, performing. But I, I really, this is the first time I gave a webinar and seven people were signed up for the webinar. And I'm like, well, that's not enough. I'll cancel it and reschedule another one. And my mentor was like, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Give it. Go ahead and give it. <laughs> like now, I'll just wait until like 50 people are signed up. Well, the seven people that signed up, like four of them showed. And I was so delighted that only four of them were there because after it was over, I didn't fall on my face or anything, but there was tons of stuff I would have changed, right? So the smaller stages are often really powerful to be able to, to get your, your talk improved for the next one. Like I said, I've been on over 5,000 stages. My best talk is my next talk because there's always stuff I can improve, right? So before you get on the stage that Sly is talking about with thousands of people in chairs, pointing their eyes at you, waiting for you to share with them your glory and knowledge with your animalistic power behind you. Yeah. Get on some rehearsal stages. <laughs> Yeah, do exactly that. The links are in the show notes. And uh, she is a great example of what I call keep on rocking in the free world. Ooh, I like it. Any part or what's left of it anyway. But that's why I say it. I want people to keep the spirit alive. Don't let that muzzle crunch you into a little ball and die. You got to yeah. keep on rocking in the free world as a way of life. And she's a great example of that. Any parting thoughts for John and 20% Joanna? Sure. Um, be you for several reasons. First off, everyone else is taken. So why even try to be them? And secondly, the world has called you into existence to be you. And if you're trying to fit into somebody else's mold or do it their way, then the world is being robbed of what you were brought here to do. So be you and um, stop being overlooked. That's all, folks. See you next time. And in the meantime, keep on rocking in the free world. Cheers.